good. Stop making me laugh. Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Podcast. Today we're joined by none other than Mark Root, who's going to share his story with us. Morning, Mark. How are you doing? Good morning, boys. How are you doing? You good? I'm all right, mate. A bit yeah. early, but I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, for a Sunday. But, um, you know, early bird catches the worm and all that. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> So yeah, so today you obviously joined to uh, you come along. You said you're going to share your story with us. Um, yeah. Obviously, you said you've not really spoke about it before to the extent that you was. Yeah. Not uh, going to. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, people know what I've struggled with, but not many people have known how in depth it was and how much I did struggle. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you just keep it quiet, don't you? Yeah. No. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I know we was, we've done the, the barbecue event with Alton's. Yeah. And then obviously Ed picked up on the tattoo. Yeah, which where it all started. Yeah. So your tattoo that you've got is the semicolon. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's the mental health sign for instead of putting a full stop on your life, you put a semicolon, carry on. That's what I did, basically. You know, I'll put it on my face so people do ask the question because it's good to talk. Yeah, it's good to talk, yeah, definitely. So where did your kind of journey begin, so to speak? So I got diagnosed with bipolar um it's not funny but it is like i've always <laughs> known there weren't something right you know <laughs> i think we're all in the same boat um but yeah it, it come apart a part of my life where it was such a struggle i didn't even know what was going on in my own head you know um i was in toxic relationship if you like we both weren't good for each other i used to just go out drink, drugs, try and mask it, you know. Um, that's the best way I can explain it. It's not, it wasn't no addiction. It was my hiding place. Yeah, yeah. Just go and lose yourself, go and do whatever I did. And uh, But the problem is, obviously, with that, the problem still exists in the morning, doesn't it? Exactly. It don't go nowhere. It's, uh, if anything, it heightens it the next day, you know. You've got to... You, you feel got, rough. You've got, to deal, you've got to deal with whatever you've done. Mm. And uh, yeah, that was that was a show because not many people understood. Like, you know, they're like, "Oh, you can just don't go out, don't do this, don't." It's not that so simple. simple. You know, no, no, no. it's not. It is not that simple. Um, I was in like a quite high up job, site manager, well paid, loads of responsibility. The stress was just mental for my age i was in my 20s and that was a huge factor of it the relationship plus the job it just didn't go and it made me worse if anything um so i quit the job um I split up with me um ex got out and then yeah it sort of spiraled again thinking like oh they're the problems I'm away from them now. It'd be a fuck. But there's other shit going on in here, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. Um, yeah, I remember the one day I said to my mum, like, I was, I, I didn't, I used to sit, I used to sleep downstairs in my old house, curtains shut, right, right, I'm not answering the phone, airplane mode, and all that. My mum come around banging on the door once, and I let her in, and I was just in bits. And I remember, I'll never forget the day she was like trying to talk to me about it, and I, I remember the day, and I said to her. I just don't want to be here no more, mum. Like, and that was probably one of the hardest for a mum to hear that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> we think now, like you're a dad as well. Mate, like, yeah. you, if you, one of your kids comes up to you and says, "Dad, I don't want to be here anymore." Yeah. No, it's mad to think. 
and then obviously I um, I stopped doing all the. I moved back in with my mum and dad. I stopped doing all the drink, the drugs, like because it didn't agree with me. And then I met my wife, and uh, I met her at her cousin's wedding, and I was pissed. I didn't even talk to her at the wedding. Didn't even talk to her, and uh, I hunted her down for a week on every social media platform you could. You know, oh, you were one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so I hunted her down, and um, yeah, went on a first date, and it's one of them. You know where you meet someone and you're like. Yeah, this feels different. Yeah. Mate, after that first date, um, we just cracked on, got on so well. I didn't tell her at first about my issues. And I stopped. Because it's not the best chat line, is it? Nah. I'm a not, gearhead and I'm depressed get, and I'm a bit of a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, right? like to not, I didn't want to like start with right, I'm on <laughs> antidepressants and all this because I wanted her. It's a bit of a red flag, isn't it? Yeah, didn't want to push her away, you know. And then obviously taking, stop taking my tablets, obviously that ain't gonna help no one. But I never felt like antidepressants did anything. Until you come off of them. Yeah, but then <laughs> if you do come off them, you're supposed to wean off them, aren't you? Not just stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty mad. One day, like I, I used to, well, with my, I used to go missing years ago. But then when I got with my wife, I used to go missing again. But it weren't going and getting on the drugs and drink. I'd just be, my head didn't know what I wanted to do. Just not where you were. Yeah, and I'd literally go and park up anywhere. Like anywhere remote, just go and park up. And you know what my demon was then? Fucking scratch cards. I'd sit there and just do scratch card after scratch card after scratch card. I'd airplane mode again, ignore everyone. And I weren't even with, with Vic for long. And, um,. I used to come home in bits and she'd be like, why can't you talk to me? And I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. I don't I don't even know what's happening myself. I can't tell you what's happening. You're trying to still work it out. Yeah, but yeah. like she's, early on, she'd be like, if you want to go and park somewhere, come and get me. She said, I'd sit with you. We don't even got to talk, but I'd sit with you. And like, so that's, when, you, yeah. that's when you think like, you are unreal. Yeah, and then, but then like I had the same, like when I, when I got the sofa, like, I, I, like, I'll admit it now, like, I was an arsehole to her. Like, I did the same thing when we met. I'd just recently been chucked out of rehab for using gear. Yeah. <clears throat> I was a manic depressive. Like, I was a mess. And obviously, I'm not going to go, so, it's good to meet you. I'm this, 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 and this. Because exactly. she, she would have ran. But then the lies start coming out. Yep. And, yeah, I did, I did the same. I used to just disappear. Yeah. But, like... She stuck by me, and I think, I think that's half the reason I'm still here. Like, I've got now. someone that's because it, you do start feeling guilty when they keep just. 100%. I'm not going anywhere. Like, she, like Sophie kept going. I'm not going anywhere. Like, you, you're not going to push me away. Yeah. Like, you will not win. Like, just get yeah. over it. I'm staying here. But then you start feeling guilty mm. because you're like, well, she doesn't deserve this. She could, and yeah. then you have this whole, you could do so much better. Yeah. But I think now looking back. You, Hindsight, you go, that's what I needed. 100%. You need, I think you need that kick up the arse. You need a good woman, that's for sure. I mean, same with my <coughs> wife, you know, my wife's, the fuck knows why she's still with me, to be honest. But <laughs> For me, like, yeah. But she's When still you think there. of yourself, would you have stayed? No, that's it. Hard oh, goal, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? It's, it's true. Pissed every night, um, most nights. Didn't really give her any attention. Kid, first son was born on a 
wasn't really I was more interested in where the yeah. drink was coming from and yeah just more interested in having a good time with the boys and that sort of thing rather than spending any time yeah I, yeah I was I was pretty sure so when I, I used to go missing um I'd literally park anywhere but it's things like when you look back how guilty I feel now about it like my mum best mum in the world do you know what I mean everyone's mum is the best mum in the world mm. don't they my mum's disabled she would leave her house in the middle of the night, pitch black, get in her car and drive anywhere to look for me, mm. you know? <clears throat> my, my sister, she, I didn't know, like, obviously I know my sister would be worried. But then, like, my brother-in-law said to my wife once, like, Zoe used to come home and she'd be an absolute bitch, worried sick about Mark. Like, <clears throat> what is he going to do? Is he going to come home? And you don't realise how much you're hurting everyone. No, no. You, you go into selfish mode. You go into... It's tunnel vision, isn't it? You're 100%. like, I'm doing what I want to do. But it's... My, my, my dad described it so well. He goes, he goes, Ed, when you were doing what you were doing with the drugs and your self-destruction, he goes, you were like a tornado. Mm. He goes, you just were on the path of destruction. You were doing your thing mm. without looking in the rearview mirror and going, yeah. look at the shit you're causing. Like... I've I've broken relationships yeah. to the point where people don't want to know me again, and I've and it's not just that it's people then don't want to know my parents because yep. of me. Yeah, <clears throat> and you and like you said, you don't realise. Nah, see, like when I knew it weren't weren't really just depression, you know, because I'd feel myself all right, and then I could feel myself going Jekyll and Hyde. You know what I mean? The yeah, other yeah, side, two personalities. Yeah, like at one point I was. <clears throat> doing some work for myself and like one day I felt all right I feel myself a bit ropey went to my mum and dad's and like uh, my mum was out and my dad was there and I'd sit there and I'd talk to my dad about what me and my dad talk about you know garden cars and all that and it'd chill me right out but then as soon as I'd leave I'm just like I don't want to be here I'd go and hide yeah. you know what I mean go and hide even though I've just had the best conversation with my dad yeah. he's chilled me out he don't even know us that I'm feeling iffy. He just thinks he's talking to his son. Mm. I've left the house and that's it. I've gone missing for 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when you was at your worst, like in drinking drugs, what was was it? Both like a mixture of 50-50 or was it? Yeah, I mean, like when, you, when, you, when you're young, you what go. What drugs are we talking like? It's the party drug, isn't it? Like down the pub, everyone's having a line. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's you have a line and then like you go out and then. You'd think, oh, I don't want to be here when I was used to be at home in my old house. I'd, I'd leave and I'd go and do some more, you know? Um, so you'd use on your own? You wouldn't be, you yeah. got to a stage where it was just you and your own? Just... Yeah. We've got a very similar <laughs> yeah, but it's, story. It one. I wouldn't say it was an addiction. It was my hiding place. <clears throat> like, I'd shut off. Yeah, so did you, like you say, you, you met your wife now, but did you then have, like, can't, like did you need therapy to come off it or did you just drop it no no, no it's just uh, I've done a bit of therapy but it weren't nothing like for drugs you know I sort of just just, just yeah just stop like cold turkey and just sort of stuff. yeah because it weren't being with Vic was totally different like she supported everything I didn't feel the need to go and do drugs and do you know what I mean it yeah. weren't like that at all no it no. weren't like that so at when all. did you get diagnosed with like bipolar then that... so I I went missing and I come back and I was hysterical. Like my wife couldn't calm me down, my mum couldn't calm me down, and between them both, they was just like I weren't even married at this point. They was both like, right, something's got to be done, and they took me to the hospital, and then they was like, we need to keep you, 
and I was in the mental health unit, I think for seven days. And it's not a great place. It's mm. not a great place. Because in the grand scheme of things, like what you've been through <clears throat> is horrific and it's your journey and for you it is awful. But you are nowhere near the worst of the kind of people with, I don't know, kind of even worse depression, schizophrenia, stuff like that, which I've, I've been in a mental health facility as well. Yeah. And you hear things and stuff happen and it's, yeah. it's not, unfortunately, like with the NHS, like they just, they've, they've got the facilities and the resources they've got. And unfortunately it's not built to purpose. Yeah. And anyone that is kind of labeled or diagnosed with any form of mental health, serious enough to be put in hospital mm. you're all clubbed together yeah to an extent you're all clubbed together oh yeah and you're on a very long spectrum of different mm. conditions and a lot of the time probably isn't the best place no like my mum and my wife Vic she they both come and see me every day um, <coughs> but I was just sedated yeah, 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 yeah. Like they give you medication, it'll be like, 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 like Vic says, right? How can they diagnose you with bipolar, right? Which is two different personalities, basically, in it. Yeah, yeah. When they're sedating you, like yeah. I can't show you my hyper side, and yeah. like, like they can't, you can't show what you no. what you're like if you're just right. And my mum and Vic, they they um they fought hard, like hard. I wouldn't have done it. Would not have done it. I, no, no, it, that I had the same. My auntie and my and my mum and Sophie, and well, my parents and Sophie, they were the ones that thought I was just going to have I wouldn't have done it. Um, but they kept fighting and fighting. I used to, doctor used to take me off this antidepressant, put me on this antidepressant. And Vic used to say, it is not depression. I'm telling you. I used to go out, come home at 12 o'clock. You want to see the shopping? I used to bring home mops, <laughs> random stuff, right? He's bipolar. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. bipolar. Vic's like, you've got bipolar. She was like, who does that? <laughs> I'm like, look at this mop and this clothes horse. And she's like, why do we need that? And I'm like... Because I was watching QVC. <laughs> yeah, no, do you know what I mean? Oh, right. I'm walking around 24-hour Tesco and I'm like, that's a decent mop. Like, I, I need got, that in my life. And I got it. And Vic's like, this is not depression. She would argue, argue, argue. In the end, uh, they I got seen by a psychiatrist. And um, he said, yeah. And they prescribed me what I'm on now. So I'm actually on mood stabilisers. So it's kind of the same as what they put people, like with ADHD as well. Yeah. So it just levels you out. So in the morning, I have to take an antidepressant and a mood stabiliser. In the evening, I have to take two mood stabilisers. Now, if I don't take them, I know. Yeah, you I said, know. You, you, said, said, you said the other night. I know. Barbecue, you said you're I will, past, I will, like twitching. Yeah. I will twitch. I will do anything. Well, the funniest one is like, Vic, Vic was at work. I'm like, right, I'm going to clean the kitchen, yeah? She's coming from work. Everything's out. All on the floor, she's like, have you taken your tablets today? And I'm like, oh, look round, and I'm like, probably not. <laughs> like, kitchen's spotless. <laughs> kitchen's spotless, but there's saucepans on the floor. <laughs> on. Yeah, you know, and um, that was how I got diagnosed, because basically my mum and my mum and Vic just fought and fought and fought. Mm. I wouldn't have done it, and I, I guarantee you I wouldn't be here now. I would not be here now. So did you come close? You say not being now. Did you have any near like moments where I've, you was at that stage where you was? I took like um, that? I took a lot of tablets once. I'm a big guy. They didn't do much, you know. <laughs> um, Should have got more. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we all have those those moments. Like it's I, more of the point that in your head it's like I, I want to do something. I don't want to be here. Like I remember once I went around 
and my sister put on because it pops up on my memories now my sister pop uh, put on her facebook has anyone seen my brother if you have get hold of me or rah 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 and that pops up on my memories each year right and i know where i was when she sent that i was sitting in the woods and i just didn't want to be here. i didn't know what i wanted to do but i was hidden i was away mm. and like what was Scary thing, 12 o'clock at night, I'm sitting in the woods on my own. Yeah, no. Do, do you think, like, I mean, more scary for saying something? Yeah, no, it's all walking in the dog. It's some creepy man in the bushes. Um, but yeah, do, like, when you, when you had your, when you had your pit, like, obviously you had loads of tablets. Yep. Was that, because I, I, I did the same, I did the same. For me, don't know if it's for yourself, when I did it, I, I, I thought I didn't want to be here, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. But it was more of a cry for help. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, 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 it's still on my medical records, and I, because I've got the NHS app on my phone. Sometimes, if I feel low, I look at my medical record and see where I've come from. I know some some people shouldn't do that. I find it is a good coping mechanism for me. But it's it's an overdose. But I know, I I wasn't thinking at the time. I mean, mm. it was just a. If I take this, and I know I, I remember vividly what I felt like when I was at the hospital. I was. I got dragged out of my house by paramedics at the, and I lived right next to a school, a primary school. So I was getting dragged out by paramedics as parents were walking yeah. along with their kids, yeah. seeing some yeah. drug addled like mess that's just tried to take an overdose, yeah. being dragged out of his house. And I get told the stories like my, my wife says, like, do you remember that? I was like, yeah. And I said, and I don't think I wanted to not be here anymore but needed I just I, I needed the help but I didn't it got to all the point where I was still addicted to cocaine I was still highly depressed even though I'd met my wife we'd just had a baby I was in a mess and I just it was kind of I need help yeah um, yeah I think there's millions of people out there right now watching this or not watching this but millions of people out there that are crying out for help now, right and now today, and they're, not getting any, to and they're not getting any help because you know they might even be even might even be giving signs to their partners or loved ones, and then not even picking up on it. But they're actually screaming out for help. But then at some point, it's like I felt stupid. I'm like, Dude, I'm, I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? You you I'm start thinking, it. yeah. There's always people worse off. Yeah, I'm not actually but that you, bad. You, when you when you when I look back, I was bad, like really bad. I, I, I literally I didn't want to be it. And um, I wasn't even with Vic for long, and she stuck by me through everything. Like the mental health unit, she'd be there. She didn't have to. But do you know what I mean? She could have. She could have got out easy. She could have been like, "Look, I can't do." She had a decent excuse to be fair. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, and I couldn't have blamed her. Like she, she just got with someone that's leaving the house, going on aeroplane mode, not coming home, just be like sections. Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's an easy get out for her. But she didn't do that. People leave relationships for a lot less. Hundred percent, you know. Yeah. And um, like I say, she fought and fought and fought and got me what I needed. And um, yeah, now we got a house. We got my little boy Chester. I got another one on the way. I wouldn't think I'd be where I am now. No, at all. It's amazing how life you say ups and downs, how it turns around, isn't it? It's amazing. It is because when you, you look from back at the time, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was always told like when I went through 
what I went through. I, I always said, oh, I got to rock bottom and I crawled, I crawled back out and I got there. And someone said, you should never say rock bottom because you never know how low you're going to get. Where you were low might not be the low. So I go, yeah, but for me, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to go any lower. It's the lowest you've been at the point it's, of your life. It's the lowest I've ever been and it's the lowest that I ever want to be. Like, yeah. I, I can't, we can't control what happens in our lives and yeah, there might be a point where it all, the proverbial does it, the fan. Mm. But every day I try my best to not let it be that. Yeah. So it's it's not like I think a lot I think there's a lot of sceptical people, I think for older generations particularly, if you go through a journey that we've all been on, where a road to recovery, whether that be alcohol, drugs, gambling, people a lot of people think, Oh, we're out of it now, cool. Mm. And it's like that's just the start. Like getting clean is the start of one probably my biggest fear right now is being taken off my meds. Yeah, it makes you anxious just thinking about it, doesn't it? One is my biggest fear is being taken off my meds. Like when I have to go for a review that week, I am so twitchy and nervous and like Vic's like, Don't worry, you're gonna be fine. Like they they have to review you. But in my head I'm like they're gonna take me off my meds going to take me off my meds because I know what I'm like when I forget to take them and I rarely forget to take them do you know what I mean I'm I'm yeah. on the ball with them when I'm running low right got to get a prescription in you know but that is the one thing that scares me now mm. yeah, like, I never you know, ever you know what person you are without them I so. never want to go back to that ever and I've got the biggest reasons now to not go back to that yeah that's it you've got it all there your kids and do you know what I mean yeah. it's amazing how your kids can change your life I mean obviously my son was my, I think you um, I said before, you've watched the last yeah. podcast, that my son was my reason that started me yeah. to change my life. So kids have a massive impact on your... Yeah, like mine was before my son, but now he's even more of a reason for his dad not to go back to how he was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you just never know really what's around the corner and it's good that you've managed to turn that corner and yeah. pick yourself up. So it's... Uh, I, think as, I think as well, like, I, for me, like... Obviously, you you went through your your journey pre having your own children. Yeah. Like, and obviously, I'm not saying what I'm going to say to make it any less or any anything else. But like, when I obviously I've got three daughters, mm. and through my worst time, my youngest was just being born and was a baby. But my elder two, for years, I was a shit dad. Mm. Like I was an arsehole. Like my eldest at the moment, she's very we have a difference of opinion and we've had a lot of disagreements recently and you're going to get that a lot with three girls <laughs> mate, mate, I'm, I'm, out, I'm outnumbered well and truly but like i i've t i've had to turn like i've had for years guilt that i was a crap dad i didn't do anything and I, and it was, was self-guilt that i've lost out on so many years of my children's life and developmental years especially yeah. with my middle daughter who at the time, she was about my youngest daughter's age when it all started, so five or six, when it all started, I've missed out on some important yeah. years in her life. And it's only been in the last year or so when I've gone, well, what am I gonna, well, I can't change it. Yeah. Like, I can't, I'm, I'm not Doctor Who, I can't go back in time and go, right, everything's better. But I use that, I use that guilt to my advantage now. Yeah. To push me and go, right, I'm just gonna be, the best dad I can be. Like you was telling me, you, you try not to miss out on them Friday nights. 
Oh, every night, every Friday night. I've, obviously, we missed because of the barbecue, but I had a sleepover last night instead. Yeah. But every Friday night, without fail, me and my youngest, Rosie, I we, love have, this. we have a sleepover on the sofa. Like, it, it works out for everyone. Like, Sophie gets to have a whole bed to herself, and yeah. she goes to bed at like seven o'clock. Yeah. Sorry, Sophie, but she goes to bed at like seven o'clock and watches her crap programs yeah. on Netflix upstairs. Yeah. I sit on the Xbox and Rosie goes to sleep. And yeah. we have a little cuddle and it's perfect. And it's little stuff like that. Like, and that's free. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and she remembers that and she will always remember that. Yeah. And I think I've tried to change it. Like, I don't really go out that often because I don't want to put myself in positions where I'm with you. Like where I could be coerced. Like, unfortunately, I'm I'm petrified of falling off the wagon. And I don't want to associate with people or be in situations that yeah. I could be in. And yeah. I know I, I, I've got a decent enough willpower, but it's get, it can get broken down very, especially if you've had a few beers, yeah. inhibitions go. And you don't, and then you don't think. <coughs> it's like you have that drunk mind of, I'm doing it now. It's only one. Yeah, it's only one. Yeah, but then. That's one gram. Yeah, three bags later, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Monday afternoon when See, you're still doing it. Like, so I don't, I don't drink at all now. Um, it don't really go well with my medication, <laughs> but I don't want to drink because I don't want to be in that sort of situation. Um, I don't, I say I don't go out. It's not like I'm. You're not I, a monk. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not huddled indoors like scared to go out. You know, like like muffing barbecuing. Love getting the barbecue out. You're not too that. shabby. At it, no, not <laughs> to be fair. Um, but like, I'm, I'm happy. I don't want to. I I moved away. I didn't move miles and miles away, but I'm 15, 20 minutes away from where all my bad stuff went on, which is far enough. You know, it's far enough. Mm. Like, you think you've got all these friends at the time. <laughs> you ain't. You ain't. No. I've got. I can. They were enablers. They weren't friends. I've got two friends. Hand on heart, have been my my best friends for years, years and years and years. We don't see each other a lot. We don't talk all the time. We message, <laughs> like. But Liam and Joe, if I need them, they'll be there. You know yeah. what I mean? They will be there. That's the thing with real friends. It doesn't matter. Like you could have that gap of I've got friends like that that you ain't got to speak to every day. No. But you know, if you need them, you could call on them. Any time, and they'd be like Liam will message me, will check in. How you doing? I'm like, good. You, rah, rah, rah. Joe, the other night sent me videos of him at Red Hot Chili Peppers. Little things like that. I don't go and see him every month, every week. Do you know mm. what I mean? We don't. But I know if I need them, if I'm down, and like, they will support me. No, and that's when you know you've got a real friend. Yeah, like my old man said that to me when I was about 14, 15. Like, oh yeah, like oh all my mates. Did it. He goes, when you get older, if you can count. Your friends on less than one hand, you are. You'll only have two or three mates that you can definitely rely on. 100%. You'll be the luckiest man in the world. I'm like, nah, it's the most. More friends, the better. It, yeah, he was right. Yeah, <laughs> everything my dad's told me. But then I, I, look at, I look at my dad as one of my best mates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my my dad, me and my dad speak every day. Yeah. Like he'll check in and he'll go like, hey, how you doing? Are you all right? How you getting on? And yeah, like we chat all the time. But then what I have to do, if I tell him, and it, like, if I speak to my mum about something, I have to tell my dad because they don't talk to each other. So I'd be like, oh, did mum tell you about this? No. See, I'll tell my dad something and my mum will be listening yeah. in the corner. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, it's like when, when you're growing up, your, your dad's your superhero, isn't he? Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, your dad's the hardest bloke in the world. Like, oh, we've all had that. Like, my dad will beat your dad up. No, my dad will go and look everyone out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, it's... Uh, 
little things that hit home to me as well, like how I was. Like, it's on, annoying when they're right, though, isn't it? All the time. <laughs> but like on social media, you know, they do like mental health awareness week and mm. things like that. So I, I put a status on last year or whatever it was about, I'm proud of how far I've come. And then my dad done a comment and it really hit home. He was like, because your dad's not scared of nothing. Do you know what I mean? Your dad's your dad, not scared of nothing, no one. My dad was like, my dad's comment was something like, um, the only thing he's ever been scared of in his life was losing his son to something he didn't understand. Fuck, yeah, wow. That's, yeah. It's powerful. Do you know what I mean? Powerful. I bet, I bet that has made you sit up. Mate, that made me cry. Yeah, I bet. That, that brought tears, but I'm like, your dad is your dad, and he like, like you say, my dad will beat your dad up. It's yeah. how it's been your whole life, isn't it? Like, your dad is yeah. your hero. And when I read that, I was like, I'm so glad I'm not there no more. Yeah. So glad. Yeah, like, I think it's it's like one of those ones when, when you're an old man, like, you know when you used to get a, roller, a proper rollicking? Mate. But yeah, like, it was the two feet. Like, the worst is I'd rather him give me a rollicking though than go, I'm disappointed in you. 100%. That, that quiet, I'm just... I'm just and really I, don't, I don't think in my life I've disappointed them, <laughs> hopefully. I know I've angered them. <laughs> oh, I've disappointed them. <laughs> but, but the fact that I, like... My my dad like he's he's very like he wears his heart on his sleeve like he's not pop, proper like oh, it don't matter get over it like but when he goes I'm really proud of you like I'll sit there and cry like I'm like that it really chokes me up because you like if your old man tells you he's proud of you that's it yeah. I, I don't need anyone else in the world to tell me they're proud of me because I don't give a shit yeah it is true though it is true you know um, that was probably one of the toughest things I've ever read you know on one of my comments. I think I think when you then realise when you're putting your parents through it, or you've put some, your parents through something, it then hits home a bit more because you're like, that they're supposed to protect me, and then I'm just supposed to not give them grief now. They brought me up. I'm supposed to just let them now chill out because they're getting older. Uh, uh, yeah, but like, at the time you're selfish, aren't you? Yeah, you, you don't, don't give shit. Like, no, you don't care. Selfish is a word actually. It's like it's horrible, but that's it. You just literally care about it, number one. And that's it. And I, I was the same with everything. It was all about me. Yeah, it, about it me. is. But you can't explain it. No. At the time, you can't explain it. Like, why are you doing this? You're so you're like you. Just let us know you're all right. Yeah, it could be like I'm fine. Mm. Like I'll, I'll talk to you when I'm ready. Airplane mode. Selfish. Yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah, like we we spoke like the selfishness of the fact that we wanted gear, so then we'd call it in then create arguments <laughs> yeah. to then be able to get an excuse to go bollocks to you then and slam the front door and then go and pick up. Like, that, that is not the workings of a non-selfish, yeah. decent-minded person. No, that is selfish. That is a pure selfish, don't give a shit. Yeah. And, and that situation didn't need to happen. No. But... It, that's the thing, it happened so many times. Like, I could... It will happen many times in a week, like yeah. And that goes then goes back to like how our partners are they still with us. But then like, um, but they need a George Cross or something like the yeah, very you basic know, my, gallantry medal. Hundred <clears throat> percent, like yeah. You you. My mum's always said it like, with a good woman behind you. You know, yeah. you, you you'll you'll get through anything. Well, yeah, and well, it is true. We on obviously on our last podcast we've spoken to someone that's like deals with relationships and how like couples can work with each other and it's it's true like you have to understand your partner and you mm. have to like 
if you're going to be in this, if you're going to be in a toxic relationship, you're knackered before mm. you even start. And the fact that we've got patient, actually understanding people. So <coughs> I, I literally, hand on my heart, I can tell you a row that me and Vicky have had. Like, we do not row. We do not argue. Granted, she'll have a go and I'm wrong. Like, do you know what I mean? Shut up, I've done that wrong. Like, <laughs> she, she has a go, you admit it, and but, we get on with yeah, it. Yeah, but no, we do not argue. Like, she is literally... She saved my life. She is my best friend. Like, she is everything to me. Man's really pushing this. What are you trying to get? No, out of but, <laughs> no I mean, it's true, you know. She... I wouldn't be here. I know yeah. I wouldn't. Like, we don't argue. You get these people that are like... Fucking she's this, she's that. Why are you with her then? It's causing you mental, like health. It's it's yeah. That that's the thing. Like not all relationships are all sweetness and light. And we can all a bit like we have. You, you have your disagreements. You have your. And that's you're fine. not going to see eye to eye. But like yeah, me and Sophie, we have disagreements, and we're like yeah, we should do this, we should do. This. Usually over our kids or money. That's, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. The same. But everyone has that. And yeah. it's, but it's it's knowing. Okay, cool. But it's not in your face. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not, not it's, no, it's not like that. It's yeah. not a toxic not we've had toxic relationships yeah. where it's like you you want to walk away from a situation and then you've got that person stoking the fire and And then you're wanting to You turn around and retaliate it. and then they're the victim. Yeah. And and that's a you don't need that in your life. No. Like, I genuinely am convinced, like I was that before I got with my ex partner. But I got to where I was she had she had a very big influence on that. I'm not saying it was all her fault. No, no, no. Because I'm not going to blame my issues no, and my actions. No, I'm exactly the same. I, I had I take responsibility for everything I do. Me too. Because I have to. Because you have to own it. Yeah. You have to own everything you do. But other people have to take responsibility for their actions in that situation. And I think if I'd have where I was when I when I met my ex, if I'd have met Sophie. It wouldn't have got as bad. I would not have been where I am. I'm hundred percent with you. And, and and that's the thing. I think without without blaming or gaslighting, like it does, it is a two way thing. If you're in a relationship and you're just constantly getting berated and told you're wrong, it's not a relationship. What? Well, it's a dictatorship. Yeah, right. It's not a relationship. <laughs> and then, but at the time, you just think, oh, what? Well, I must be in the wrong. Mm. And then it all kind of. But then yeah. I walk off and be like, I ain't in the wrong. <laughs> I'll go back and have that row again. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. I think when you're when you're in a, a very toxic relationship, it enables bad behaviour. Hundred <clears> percent. <throat> and it enables wrongdoing because it's that toxic that yeah, I I, I genuinely believe if I'd have met Sophie when I met my ex instead, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have gone through the stuff I went through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it just goes to show, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think relationships cause are a big, a big thing, and I think we have a lot to be thankful for. I think. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Well, I'm the same as you. Like you, you feel the same. Like you wouldn't be here. Yeah. Without Sophie, mm. um, it's the same. Yeah, and like you with your son coming home and asking you, "Daddy, are you gonna die?" It's that little things that you need that push. That's it. So I lost my dad at eleven. When I was 11 and I lost my dad. I couldn't think of that, you know? And that played a big part of it. I never really dealt with it very well. Um, so was, I got my wife when I was 13. So Yeah. Um, but I just think that was always playing in my mind with dad. Obviously, my mum remarried a few years later, which uh, and I actually lost my stepdad eight months ago, and he was like my dad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in and, yeah, he was, he was, I actually knew my stepdad longer than my dad. So he I knew my stepdad, like, yeah, 20. 
25 years it was. And, uh, I couldn't imagine that and at all. Yeah, and he died as well. And then I lost my, I lost my brother during COVID. Um, he was alcoholic, pretty much, yeah, alcoholic. Um, and my nan, two years before that. So in the last few years, I've lost like a nan, You've brother. Gone through it, man. That, like, yeah, and it's like, you just try and keep strong, try and keep your head up and you just got to carry on. You just got to keep going um, and, and, and make sure you talk to people. Like you say, make sure you talk to your friends and make sure you just talk. Let Cause people if, know. Yeah, because if you bottle it up, that's when you start going psycho. That's when you start doing stuff that's out of your character and, and you try and vent in other ways and it's not. And you try and find a new hiding place. That's it. And you just not need to not hide. You just need to talk about it. And that's one of the, when you said about coming on here, I was so nervous because I was like, people know, like not everyone knows, a lot of people know that I've been diagnosed with bipolar. And, different people knowing and you talking though. But then there's like the whole story up to it and the things I've done um, that they don't know, you know, and that, that was quite hard. But then like... You know, when I asked you on Friday night, when we and Jay was like, you should ask Mark. He's got an amazing story. I think you should. It would be quite inspirational. So we asked you, and you were like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know." And I told you when, and you were like, "Oh, leave it with me." And it weren't you. You wanted to be left with you because you wanted to have a deep think about. I do I want to do this? Yeah. And when I saw you yesterday, and you were like, "Yeah, do you want to do it?" I was like, "Fucking yes." But yes. I think, I think for you as well, it's good for you because I've never, I've never put it out like this. No one knows the ins and outs, the hiding, the. The drugs, the drink, the scratch cards, the the airplane mode. Not everyone knows that, you know. Everyone just thinks that I was just selfish and would just be a dick. You, you were just that as well. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> that's just me being a dick on top of it. Yeah. But, like, last night when I put it on my story that I was coming out to do the podcast with you, like, my brother-in-law messaged me and he was just like, mate, how far have you come in the past six, seven years? And he was like, if you Jesus going on this helps one person... He said, you've gone on it for the right thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was like, yeah. The, it made, it made, when he sent me that, I was like, it's made my mind up even more. Yeah, they, like, I'm definitely doing it. And it takes a lot of props to you. Like, it's it's one thing to go through it and get through the other side and go, yeah, fucking did it. But to be able to do that, then put it on film and let it out to the world. Not going to lie, I well thought I was going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said to my wife, I said, I better cry. <laughs> you cry, you cry, literally, literally. But crying is the best, one of the best things you can ever do. But put, putting your story out there, massive props to you. Because, like you say, like, I think that's why we all do it. If we can just help one person, mission accomplished. Yeah. And I think... Like, that's why I started the It's OK campaign in the, in the beginning. Well, it was two reasons. One, to me focus on that and, mm. and then I can recover. But to help someone else, I struggled. I struggled to get the help. I struggled to be listened to. And I wanted to be able to let someone listen to, like, listen to yeah. me. Or at least for them to be listened to. So if one person could be helped... It's worth it. Yeah. Because I'd rather... Do you know what it says? Like, what's what's the thing they say? I'd rather, I'd rather you come to my house for a cup of tea than me come and see you at your funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 100%. so true. Like, come and knock on my door any time. Yeah. You know, and I'd rather I'd rather sit there and listen to you than listen to a vicar read out your. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think I think, I think that's what, especially for for guys. I think for us guys, I think it is changing because we're sitting here now. Yeah. talking about our yeah. journeys but because that's the thing 
three, four, five years ago, stuff like this wouldn't be happening. No. And I think it is so important. You almost told to man up. <laughs> Big boys don't cry. Mm. Well, Mate, I've cried. <laughs> and do you know? Do you know what? My dad said that to me. He goes, "When you were growing up, and you used to like, oh come on, big boys don't cry. Come on." He goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I said that." I was like, "No, because that was what. That's what all dad yeah. said. Yeah, man. Like they were. Come it's on, a different come generation. On, yeah, where like that stiff upper lip. Just get on with it and sort it out whenever. Like, but actually, yeah, it's okay to, to talk. It's yeah. okay to cry." Yeah. Like, I've, I've spoken, like, I've cried a lot, especially recently with my dog. She, Mate, when my dog died, I, I was in the bad. I, I cry every day. And it is, I don't know if it's just because I'm just hypersensitive to it. Everyone's got a dog at the moment. Everyone's posting how, how amazing their yeah. dog is on social well, media. The other night at the barbecue, yeah. we went, I'll take the bone home for the dog. Yeah. You went, are you joking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheers for that. <coughs> but, like, it's stuff like, I think you, you just hyper-focus on it. But, yeah, like... It's stuff like that, and I've just cried, and I've done it in front of my kids because I want them to see it's all right. It's all right for daddy to be to be upset. Like yeah, yeah. I try and be. I try. I, I will be your superhero, and I will protect you, and I will hurt anyone that hurts you. But yeah, they will be ended. <laughs> yeah, they won't. Can't, you won't even have Google to find them. Trust me. But like, I do cry. I do have emotion. Like, and but sometimes I even I I know my trigger songs. I know songs that will make me cry, and I put them on to I'm, kind of. Oh, no, I'm gonna say, Marley and me. <laughs> yeah. Put that on. You know you're crying. <laughs> you know you're crying. But it, but that but that's also good. It's good to be able to vent and know how to vent. I've uh, over the years I've had a lot of tears for it, but I think a lot of it when when I was going through it, a lot of the tears were like frustration. Where I wanted to tell them, I wanted them to understand, but I couldn't understand myself why I was doing the things, and it made me more upset and hysterical. And they're like, "What? What? What's happened?" And I'm like, "Nothing's happened." I'm just, you, but but you, why are you crying? Oh, I don't know. Because you bottled it up. Yeah. And you, and you don't know. You don't actually know which emotion to vent nah. with. Because because nah. I'm thinking in my head, right? You don't deserve me to lose my rag. What are you doing? The next thing I can do is cry. <laughs> you know? But I don't know whether crying is actually the real emotion I need yeah, to Yeah, but it's just... It's good to talk. It's good. If, you, if you feel you need to, you've got to have a cry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't... I'm not ashamed of it, you know? But I've had, I've had to... Um, I've had days at work where I've gone in and I've... I've sat there with the boys. Like, the boys, they're great. They all understand, like... And, like, I'll come in some days and I'll be, like, twitchy. And then, have you taken your meds? And I'm like... No, I don't think I have, so I can't take them right. But the boys all understand. But I've had like a couple of days here and there where I've gone in, and we're all sitting there and laughing a joke, and I just get, I just feel like so overwhelmed, and I start to get upset. And like Jay will be like, "What's the matter?" And I'll be like, "I, don't I just, know. I don't know. I just want to go home." Mm. And he's like, "Just go, man. Just go." And I'll leave, you know. And he'll message. He'll be like, "Don't worry, it's fine. Just come back like tomorrow. Get sort yourself out." Yeah. Like, not. Question after question after question after question. Like, what's what's happening? He's just like he understands. He's like, just go home. I think I think that's another thing when you when you've got a workplace that understands. Yeah. I think that's my my well, our goal. It you need workplaces like we're, we're all we've all got to make money. We've all got to make money to live. Yeah. But we need, but we all struggle. So we all need accommodation sometimes. And I know people that have been at work and they've said to their boss, I'm really struggling to, like, I can't cope. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And, and, and 
it's none of your business. Yeah, see. Like, it's, that's not, I'm not telling you, I can't do my job properly. Like, I've said to, I've had bosses which have been great and ha some haven't. The ones that have been great, like I've said, I can't, I can't come into the office today. Like, I'm really sure, can I work from home? Like, I work. It's mm. not that I can't do the work, it's yeah. I can't be around people today or yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. Some people might go, well, get over it, you, you've got to go to work. But it, if you can make accommodations that you can still do your work, what does it matter? See, I'd never want to get out of bed. I literally, I wouldn't want to get out of bed. You can't be barbecue from your bed. Yeah. <laughs> no. He would if he could. Yeah. <laughs> Extra long tongs. Man's got a Traeger as his bedside <laughs> table. But like in my previous job, I never wanted to get up. And that was when I was like, at my worst. I didn't want to leave the house. Mm. I wanted the curtains shut. I wanted the door locked. I wanted airplane mode. That ain't what I needed. I think that's what we, th we think is going to make us better. Isolating. And it's... But now I know all the boys understand what I say they understand. They they try their best to understand. <laughs> they tolerate it, you know. <laughs> but no, they are all as good as gold. Like mm. Jay will understand, and he'll be like, "Mate, just do what you got to do." And he, and he will check in. Tom will check in. Jamo will check in. They'll message like, well, "If I've gone home, are you all right?" Mm. Little thing like that, man, kind makes of a long yeah, way, a big difference. Yeah, long way instead of just not asking me if I'm okay, and then I go in the next day, and it's all awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I feel like. Oh, uh, you're the one who's had to be sent home because yeah, because you can't cope. But I come in and they're like, "You're right now," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool." You know, and it's brilliant. Instead of not, instead of my workplace not knowing about me, I feel like I struggle more. Yeah, it's better to be transparent. Like, yeah, yeah. knows where you are. Yeah, definitely. But um, you're in a good place now, though. Yeah, I've never been better. You know, I've literally, like I say, married house, little Chester. Another baby on the way. When's the one on the when's the one on the way, Jay? <laughs> January. January. Cool. So, literally, I'll, I'll like so Vic's birthday is the fifteenth. Chester's is the sixteenth, and I believe the baby's due on the seventeenth. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going away for a week around about the twelfth. So any, yeah? any overtime in any company, December and January, I'll have it. That's going to be coming Amazon driver. <laughs> yeah, I might have to deliver Chinese's of the night and all. But, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's something else worth getting up for, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is, yeah, definitely. You know, exactly. It is something else worth getting up for. You, uh, We didn't want kids. Chester was a lockdown baby. What else are you going to do in lockdown? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Most I, people got puppies, but... <laughs> yeah, we did that and all. <laughs> um, I literally couldn't imagine our life without him. He is the naughtiest, lovable little shit you'll ever meet. <laughs> but literally you look now and you think how did I have a life without him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's mad what kids do I know last night the kids were at my mum's and we got home and it was like fucking hell silent like it's yeah. so weird not having the kids there it's yeah. so I hate it it's so weird <laughs> it's like but I hate it when they're here under yeah, the yeah no, like, well. so Vic's the same like should we like stressing he's not going to bed he's he's waking up or whatever whatever and then me and Vic will go out for a meal and my mum will have him yeah should be up at the crack dawn to go and pick him up yeah, yeah. I'm like, you can have a lay in, babe. He's not here. And she's like, no, I miss him. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, 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 like, you can't take that away from a mum, can you? <laughs> no, exactly. But, but yeah, like, we appreciate you coming on. No, I, I think appreciate you having me. I appreciate your, you. Your story is... And hopefully it helps. Yeah, hopefully we can just get this out to as much many people as we can, help as many people as we can. And like, anyone can reach out to me as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, anyone that suffers with the same sort of thing. I'd rather listen to a stranger, you know, than read about them. 
No, definitely. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we appreciate you coming on, mate. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. And guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe into the channel and uh, cheers, we appreciate it.